This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome everyone to Hans Shot First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Hey. This week we're talking about a TV movie, but based on our favorite franchise, or most couple of our favorite franchise, it is A Caravan of Courage, an Ewok adventure. That is a mouthful, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, this was directed by John Cordy, uh, written by George Lucas and Bob... Starring Eric Walker, (laughs) Warwick Davis, uh, Fanola Flanagan. (laughs) I was waiting for Jeff to say that. (laughs) And uh, Jeremy Tawani and Aubrey Miller. Wait, Jeremy Tawani was an actual Ewok name, I think. I don't know. Yeah, it was. That was was the name of the dad. Yeah. And, oh, Oh, yeah, that's right. And Burl Ives is the narrator. Yes, and let's I, not forget Burl Ives. I call it because like, this narrator sounds like one of those Christmas movies, and I was correct. All right. Mm-hmm. And Tony Cox. And uh, don't forget Daryl Hendricks. Oh, who is the um, uh, Mikey's girlfriend from Seinfeld? Because I know she was in Ewok, too. Debbie Lee Carrington? Yeah, Debbie Lee Carrington. Yeah, Thank you. She was, she was Weechie. There you go. Did she have a board? No, not Ouija, Ouija. <laughs> Alright, uh, I also want to mention when this came out. This came out in 1984, and as I mentioned, it was a, a direct-to-TV movie, uh, similar to the the Thou That Should Not Be Named uh, holiday special. Um, <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> uh, this obviously came out after Return of the Jedi, because it had Ewoks in it, and I remember loving this as it came out as a kid. Uh I remember my parents, we were like, I specifically remember like shopping all day in a hot, I should find out what day, the, what the time of the year it was, but I remember being a really hot day. Oh, it says November on here, so that's kind of weird. Anyway, it was a hot day, sitting in the back of my parents' car, driving to and from stores, and I got a really bad headache, and my mom kept telling me, well, when you get home, you're going to watch a new Ewok or a new Star Wars movie, and I was like, what the heck? And I really, I really liked it. My dad recorded it. Um, we watched it over and over and over again. Um, yeah, we'll find out if it holds up or not. But definitely one of my favorites as a kid. I loved anything Star Wars, and this was Star Wars. Mm-hmm. So that's my experience with it. Uh, Alex? Yeah, we rented it on... Uh, uh, what? No, not Betamax. It was definitely VHS, now that I think about it. It was on a VHS, and I had no idea. And, yeah, when I was a kid, this was awesome. And I was dreading, you know, watching it again because I had so many good memories of me and, you know, my sister and watching it as a family and stuff. Uh, But I was pleasantly surprised. You know, my expectations were actually really low, and, you know, it it, uh, surpassed them, surprisingly. (laughs) Yeah, I know. We'll get more into that a little bit later. But, yeah. All right. Scott. Um. So I remember this being in, in heavy rotation in the nascent Disney Channel days. Okay. Uh, I think a both of the Ewok, both of the Ewok movies were, were in there. But they, they also showed the, the other Star Wars movies, or at least 
They show Return a lot. Like I, I feel like they didn't show New Hope or Empire all that much. Maybe I'm just misremembering them. But uh, a little too dark for the Disney Channel. Yeah, maybe, maybe. maybe. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah. This, this was this is a heavy rotation. <laughs> like the the first thing I always think of is the <laughs> is like the Olivia Newton John headband that the girl wears. Oh god, <laughs> that, that always me. reminds me of Captain Neo for some reason. But I don't think anybody wears a headband in Captain Neo. Hooter. <laughs> That's my that's like her my whole Captain EO. yeah her whole outfit is kind of Captain EO ish <laughs> anyways uh, so yeah so I, as a kid in heavy rotation had not watched it until until we reviewed it again for for the podcast so uh, I I remembered almost nothing about this movie uh, but I'm pretty sure I saw it you know on cable way back all right nice uh, one thing to add when my dad recorded it. He, for some reason, was trying Oh, to... did he do it on SP instead of EP? <laughs> no. Sucks. Even worse. <laughs> he was trying to get the the latest in stereo sound or whatever. And instead of oh, just no. using... Whatever he was cables he was hooking up, he hooked it up wrong. And, like, the first 15 minutes of the movie are silent in our copy. And we still watched it. Like the, oh, no. the, you have video, and, and until the scene where uh, Mace gets his hand stuck in the tree, chasing that little critter or whatever, like that is where the sound kicked it up. Everything before then was just all silent. It was a silent film for us, <laughs> so it was weird to go back and watch it with sound. And uh, yeah, all right. Well, let's get into it. Um, this week we're not going to do our typical seven. We're just going to do ten and no crossover because it's a Star Wars movie and. Yeah. That's what we do with Star Wars. We do ten. There's yeah. a big list, no matter how bad they are. <laughs> yeah. Looking at you, Force. I mean, Last Jedi. <laughs> uh, so the, the first thing I just wanted to bring up right away was, I mean, it's this Fellowship of the Ring. I liked it. Like that. Obviously, we love Lord of the Rings, and I like right. the fact that it's these group of people get together. They meet other people along the way. They each have a. They even have the Lady Galadriel scene where they each get a little yeah, uh, yeah, it is. token to take. There's, there's a Shelob fight. <laughs> yes, there's a, there's a fight. Yeah. So, so you actually, Peter Jackson actually ripped that scene off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, For being they're honest. going to fight to a big mountain out in the distance. Might as well be Mount Doom. Uh, I don't know. I just, going back and watching it, I just was like, oh, this is good. I saw this. Way before I saw Lord of the Rings, even though I know Lord of the Rings existed before this. Don't yell at me. But for me, I watched <laughs> this before Lord of the Rings, uh, or read Lord of the Rings. And uh, yeah, I just kind of got a kick out of that, just their little adventure and the little gadgets and gizmos and meeting the new people along the way. So I like that part of it. That's my number 10, Fellowship. Alex. Nice. My number 10 is, I was actually, uh, coincidentally enough, uh, this past week, I listened to uh, another podcast, Star Wars in Character. You know, for, I'm catching up because I'm way behind. And they had an episode where they had Eric Walker as a uh. guest uh, who played Mace Tawani, which was uh, pretty cool. And w- uh, my number 10 is, I didn't know this, and this was like a really cool tidbit that I needed to share with you guys, is that the timeline of this movie is, well, in the old canon, it was in between uh, Empire and Jedi. But when they were filming it, the director and everybody told all the actors, no, this movie takes place like 150 years, 200 years after the Battle of Endor. So that's why uh, in a lot of scenes you see Mace and everybody speaking English to them and the Ewoks kind of picking it up. Because 
you know, they picked up a bit of English from uh, the rebels, or basic, I should say. Hmm. That makes that, that that actually explains a lot because, like, by the end of the movie, they're they're like actually speaking a lot of English. Yeah, <laughs> I was wondering about that. Up, yeah, yeah, picked up on a lot of English and a lot of uh, yub nub. So I wonder if Cipio went back and just started teaching him. Who became their god? Yeah, yeah, he could have, or well, he was there at least. <laughs> so, so Wicket then is. I don't know, 200 years old? <laughs> yeah, that's the only part that doesn't make sense. <laughs> or uh, I mean, it's just a title that they pass on. to like, <laughs> the, dumb, the youngest kid's always called Wicked. Youngest kid, yeah, it's always called <laughs> yeah, Wicked. Yeah, okay. He oh, he's the Wicked. This, and he has yeah. to wear the same head headgear. And... Uh-huh. Yep, yep. <laughs> Many Wickets died getting us this information. <laughs> Here's his headband. Yeah, so that's funny thing. <laughs> I was wondering what this was. I thought it would have been before Return of the Jedi, just because... I would have thought like remnants of stormtrooper dead bodies and and at ats laying around would be there, right? Or TSTs. So yeah, but the English thing makes sense. So I don't know. They have a stockpile well, there it is. of so, blasters. Serious question: Is this in canon somewhere or no? Do they? I think it is because it did get a theatrical release outside of the U.S. Okay. So uh, and it raked in like a lot of money. It was a le- it was a, a legit big hit, like a money earner. Uh, so I'm guess I mean they haven't put an official word on it. I don't think ah, I should actually research it, but it should nah, be. Nah, it's all right. It's part of the movies. It's kind of like a side story, like Rogue One. Yeah, it's certainly better than a lot of the crap they put out now. Anyway, <laughs> all right, Scott, what's your number ten? Uh, my number ten is you. You already mentioned the, the thing when the sound comes back. Uh, I I thought this was kind of kind of cool, like a very Star Warsy thing. Um, the I, I call it the angler creature, uh, where you have the little like fuzzy puppet, and Mace. Let, let's let's all just agree right now that Mace is kind of an idiot. Um, mm-hmm. Hey, wait a minute. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, but uh, he decides to grab this like cute looking puppet and it turns out that's like this that 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 part was unclear on was it the thing's tongue was it like something that was attached to its head like i couldn't really tell um but yeah he, he goes to grab uh, this cute creature out of a, a a hole in a tree like a hollow tree and instead he almost gets his arm bitten off uh well yeah that was like a cool little trap that felt like again very star wars to me uh yeah so I I like that I, I don't know if I necessarily call it a gag, but uh, a little bit of uh, action. Yeah, and and I will say, watching this again, there were very few things that I remembered. That was one of them, but I don't know if that's because of that's where the sound started kicking in when I watched it as a kid. <laughs> but I definitely I think it's because when it comes out, it does look like the whatever it is from Empire Strikes Back coming out of the. This is no cave. But, yeah. yeah, yeah, it looks, does look like a small one of those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so was it the thing's tongue or was it something on its head, or like some kind of appendage? Yeah, the little furry thing. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's probably like a dangler fish, right? But he yeah, has it's, yeah, little... it's an angler. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> angler, dangler, dangler, Boston it's dangler. The dangler fish. <laughs> I don't know. Should look more into it. Um. My number nine is, and it started off right away, and I did like the look, the parents, and you see them in the woods. They, they, they look like 
this is a Star Wars movie. They're in the woods. You see, you see a planet indoor. You see the ferns and the trees. There's a wrecked spaceship. Not a spaceship we've seen before, but you could tell it's from Star Wars, right? Or at least the original trilogy. It doesn't look like anything from the prequels, but definitely looks like something that you would have seen in the original trilogy. And they were kind of dressed in Star Wars garb, not... Which you don't really see that much. Like, usually everything's just in fighter suits and, like, Jedi robes. <laughs> Whatever. It felt Star Warsy to me. I, I will say... Yeah, you mentioned already, like, Sindel's... Whatever she's wearing is a little weird. <laughs> yeah. But with the girls, they've always done that with Leia's hair and everything. So I don't know. I can't judge on that. But Mace himself, and I thought the parents, they it, it felt Star Wars to me. So I, I like that. Um, I even thought the dad kind of gave off a little bit of a Han Solo vibe. Kind of. Like a, you know, uh, you know, not Harrison <laughs> Ford, but like the... The roguish tape? The no, like the I don't I don't know how I want to say it. Like the schlubby kind of Harrison Ford, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so I don't know. I Low I, Energy Harrison Ford. Low energy Harrison Ford. Which I don't know if he talks like this. Anyway, I can't do it. Anyway, that's my number nine. Alex. Uh my number nine is maybe it's just me. Maybe I got this fear from watching uh Legend as a kid, but Mace getting trapped under that little lake. The magic lake, and he couldn't get out. Uh, that terrifies me. The legend, the legend, the third wheel awesome. legend. That was one of the few things I remembered, too. Yeah. Because it was scary. Like, legit scary. It's yeah. a good terror. It's also Lord of the Rings shit. Mm-hmm. Yep. Again. And, uh, Peter Jackson ripping off this movie left and right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why the Ewoks didn't learn, you know, anything that you put in there is going to get trapped, but they kept throwing shit in. Well, something, you know, it's you know, trial <laughs> by error. Science. They should have just kept rolling stuff in until there was enough footing in there to just push Mace out. <laughs> or maybe crush him against... To, I don't know. They should have thrown the the middle kid, the middle Ewok kid in, because he didn't do a goddamn thing <laughs> in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, luckily, Wicket had that magic walking stick. Yeah, but he didn't even know how to use it. The signal yeah. had to tell him. Yeah. Had so rewatching that, or I, I didn't go back to watch it again. But how did she notice he was he was trapped in the? Yeah, it's like all of a sudden I, she was I, like, I, "Gotta have like this movie." Editing's not that great. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he screamed really loudly, but I, I okay, I just goes, I can tell if I missed something in that. Yeah, but um. What was I going to say? Like, I was when I was watching it, I was wondering if this is like a never-ending story thing where, like, he almost died because they left him under that <laughs> plastic sheet, whatever yeah, he has yeah, underneath. Yeah. Like, I it, was, it was a cool pla- pra- practical, plastic, mm-hmm. practical plastic mm-hmm. effect. Uh, like, yeah, he was, he was in some kind of, like, thing that he was slamming against with the camera yeah. looking down. Yeah, it's a, it's a cool practical effect. So are you sure you listened to his interview, Alex, or was it like some other dude? Because the Burl one probably died halfway through filming this. <laughs> or lost an eye. Or something. Yeah. Almost lost an eye. Yeah. All right. Uh, Scott. Uh, number nine is, uh, you know, I, I, again, I'm not the same level of Star Wars fan as, uh, mm-hmm. as you and Alex are. But it was still cool when they, they finally got back around to, like, the Ewok village. Like, the Ewok village proper. Um, it, it totally makes sense that, you know, not every fucking Ewok lives in the trees. 
<laughs> you know, some people eke out a living on the on the ground, but uh, I would actually go to like the village proper. I'm like, oh yeah, because you know this this movie is definitely geared toward kids, and uh, you know as as a kid, you know we all love the and return the the Ewoks and the whole village and everything. And, um, so it was cool going going back to that. It was probably like the biggest callback to the to the series, you know. Um, going back to the whole is it canon or not? Uh, the uh, I think they they actually named the village, but I forget what Burl Eyes says. Um, yeah, it was just cool to see the the tree, the tree village again. Hmm. I agree. That's why it's my number eight. It's good to see the Ewok village again, or uh, Bright Tree Village. <laughs> Yeah, bright tree. Yeah, that's the bright one. tree. And then just to see, like, see Wicket and Low Gray, and I want to say there was one more I don't remember, but I did like or Chief Chirpa, maybe I don't know was he, if he's in this or not. But there are a few of the Ewoks that was good to see, and I, I was I, I'm sure like the the establishing shots are just footage from Return of the Jedi. I'm sure they didn't recreate <laughs> anything, but I liked it. And then, yeah, when everything was up close, they were all on the ground, probably filming in. Hey, no, look. Logre's hut was made for this movie. <laughs> what? What? Logre's hut. Oh, that's Logre's original hut. original content. Original content. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm sure this was made in the park behind George Lucas's house or something. <laughs> something that's like a, that. yeah. That's that's why I always joke that uh, um, Stargate, the TV series, was was filmed in Richard Dean Anderson's backyard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> eh? But whatever, it was a made-for-TV movie. Um, it still had charm, and like I said, I... No, I had no problem with any of that. Yeah, yeah. and I guess I've always said this, like, I'm sure if Ewoks were to come out today and I never heard of them, I would hate them like I do a lot of Horror. things Star Wars these days, yes. But I didn't. I grew up when I was, I was like seven years old. These came out, and I love them, and so still seeing them now, I still get a kick out of them. So I love seeing the Ewoks in Bright Chi Village again. That's my number eight. Alex. Uh, my number seven. It was kind of cheesy, but the axe throwing thing to get the other the other Ewok to join him. Huh. And Mace, what, what did he throw his axe at? He threw it at a tree, but did he split that? Was there a turd like a cow pie on the tree? That yeah, he split it was unclear. That it was probably like a like a mushroom, right? Or like a tree tumor or something like that. Oh, yeah, something. Yeah. But he split that in half, and then what's it? I forget the big bear, the big Ewok's name. Uh, I, big. I'll, I'll I'll tell you in a minute because it's. Because it's my number eight. So. Okay. <laughs> big bear. Yeah. Well, he was a big bear. He was almost <laughs> as tall as Mace. But yeah, <laughs> it's his axe, which is really bulky, and it doesn't look sharp at all, but it hits right at the tip of the uh, handle of Mace's axe. It sticks in. That was incredible. Yeah, it was I wonder time. if they did that, like, uh, the backwards filming, or if they animated it. I don't know. Nope, they just had the guy throw it until it stuck. Yeah, I knew it. Yeah, I mean, the real Ewok threw it and hit it. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> the Force. He's the Force. The Force did it. The Force mm-hmm. did it. All right, Scott, number eight. I'm number eight, so uh, I, f- I forget the exact pronunciation, but uh, Chuck a Chuck. Uh, uh, the the Chuck a Lug. Chuck a Chuck. The big Ewok. The, the, uh, the Lumberjack. Ewok. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, he almost kills him. Yeah, he's just out there chopping off trees for no reason other than he's badass. Uh, but mm-hmm. I was going to say that uh, so my number eight, you know, in, in in hindsight maybe I should put this higher up on my list, but uh, uh, Chuck a Chuck, uh, 
go goes out like a champ. Uh, again, going back to Lord of the Rings. Uh, yeah. He basically has the Boromir death. Spoilers. Uh, you know the my brother, my captain, my king. <laughs> like, except that you know he only speaks Ewokian. Or by the way, he gets fucking yeah. destroyed by those rocks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they yeah. didn't sugarcoat that thing. At no, all. no, that was like fucking some Lord of the Flies. <laughs> yeah, and Piggy Poor getting Piggy. hit by the by the boulder. <laughs> <laughs> it was all over again, just completely traumatic. That was. I I'm glad I don't remember that because that probably would have traumatized me. Uh, <laughs> but you know, even even now, I I I felt it. I was like, oh man, like this is sad. It's, yeah, it's <laughs> and it's it's like the um, what in the robot chicken, one of the skits when the stormtroopers kill one of the Ewoks. Yeah, yeah. They're like, oh man, this is the saddest slash cutest thing that's ever happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's always sad to see uh, one of one of the Ewoks go out. Uh, but yeah, he, he fucking. He sticks around to to give it to the uh, to the giant Gorax. Mm-hmm. I don't know I, which has to be called the giant Gorax. By the way, it can't just be called the Gorax. Well, uh, then you there's so many Goraxes out there that you don't know which one you're talking about. And I, I guess it could be the New the Hampshire, the New Hampshire Goraxes. The, <laughs> yeah, the New Hampshire. Don't be ridiculous. So, uh, but yeah, the Choco Choke's death that was that was kind of a bummer. Yep, I agree. It's, on, it's honorable mention for me. Also, Chuck a Truck, played by Kevin Thompson, he was in Return of the Jedi. All the Ewok actors, at least the credited ones, were also in Return of the Jedi. Okay. So cool. not not only just Warwick Davis, but Tony Cox, David Lee Carrington, uh, Chuck a Truck. They're all just cast or credited as Ewok, except for, I think, Warwick Davis. Um, and which another, tr- I don't know if we mentioned this in Return of the Jedi. The word Ewok is never spoken or said in Return of the Jedi. Uh, it's only in the it's only in the credits. Yeah, that's right. And then the toy line, obviously. And even this movie, I don't. I mean, the title has Ewok in it, but there's no no one says Ewok. Is that is that like uh, Dawn of the Dead, where they never actually say zombie? I guess there's some some movie or video game about zombies, where they never actually say zombie. Yeah, uh, The Walking Dead. Walking Dead, they don't. Yeah, they call them walkers. They never say zombie. No. Yeah, they never. Because huh. that's uh, what. Well, I'm thinking space? of something else, but okay. Yeah, the writer said, like in an interview, it's like, yeah, our universes are kind of parallel, they're kind of the same, except that they didn't have like any zombie movies or anything like that in their yeah. universe. Uh-huh. Yeah, and the main group calls them walkers, but every once in a while they run into other groups and they have different names for them, but they never call them zombies. It's always walkers or shamblers. So, yeah, something like that. They never actually say zombie. Mm-hmm. Or Ewoks. <laughs> or Ewoks. E- Ewokers. Yeah, Ewokers. Ewokers. Yeah, Ewokers. <laughs> um, so right. Number seven. Um, I just had to mention this. I, it's just not good or bad, but this giant reminds me of the Predator. I don't know what his face, his hair. Probably Something, all this, like the skull oh, things, so the beads and stuff that he's wearing, right? So, I couldn't figure it out, but so I was, I was thinking about that, Jeff. Like one of the things yeah. that reminded me of that I hit on was when they get turned into pigs and in Willow. <laughs> yeah, that too. He looks like a half turned like, like, uh, Val Kilmer. Yeah, yeah. Like when they're okay. when they're in the mid transformation, it reminded me of that. That uh, didn't get me as much because I've only watched Willow a couple times, but 
Predator, I've seen a billion times. And every time I see him, I'm like, why does he remind me of the Predator? And I don't know if it's his, his face shape plus the long hair, the way he moves. But every time I'd see him, I was like, this is the fucking, just a giant ass Predator. And way better than that recent movie that just came out. Um, <laughs> and I thought he was badass. I mean, I, I have more to say about the effects in this movie. Yeah, I, I, I have more to say about good. the giant Gorax later. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I thought he was really cool, but the main thing is that I want to note he just reminded me of the Predator. And I don't know why, but he does. So you tell me, people. Mm-hmm. All right, Alex, number seven. Uh, my number seven is uh, like you said earlier. This feels like a Star Wars movie from the costuming to the sets. Uh, some of them, you know, a little cheap since it was uh, made for TV movie, but you know they they did put some money into this, and they did the research. Uh, and yeah, the Ewok village looked great. All the the set design. It's good that they brought all the um, all the Ewok clothing or uh, decorations, necklaces, all that stuff. They brought that back. Made it feel like really authentic. I agree. I would say there's one part that does it is when they use the gun sometimes. Well, well that was what, 150 years they have improved on blasting technology. At one point, it pretty much turned into a proton pack, and yeah. there was like a wiggly beam. Yeah, yeah. Out. They, they one of those <laughs> well, points where they, they were in a juice. rush. They were yeah. in a rush at the end to get through production. Yeah. But for the most part, yeah, and even the sound effects and stuff was really cool. That was just the one I had like. But then, even in the new, hey, that's been a while. I haven't bitched about the new Star Wars movies. Have uh-huh. you ever noticed the sound effects? They're similar, but they're not the same. Even the lightsabers don't sound exactly the same. The fuck? Would we, why would you mess with that? And then you could just say it's different technology. Horseshit, because it's the same fucking <laughs> lightsaber that Luke uses Empire Strikes Back. Fuck. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's talk about a good Star Wars movie. Maz Kanata uh, probably tweaked it. Yeah, just she, never mind. <laughs> vibrator joke. Not going to do it. Scott, number seven. <laughs> okay. Um, so number seven is the, the talking about the kids here. You know, I, th- I think they did a pretty serviceable job. Uh, you know, the whole movie hinges on on these kids and the Ewoks, and their kids are the only ones that really do any talking because um, the, the Ewoks can just emote basically. Every once in a while, they toss out something in English. Uh, but the yeah, the the kids, I mean, they're, they're not like Haley Joel Osment. But no. you know, it could be you know they're not they're not Jake Lloyd either. Um, so yeah, I, I'd say they're you know again not great, but you know considering they have to carry the movie, and this is Star Wars, uh, they 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 definitely did. Uh, and in that respect, they did a great job comparatively. <laughs> if you look at uh, other kids, than Jake Lloyd. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I just I just thought that. that they deserved uh, a little bit of, uh, um, I don't know, accolades, but... Uh, credit. Yeah, credit, thank you. Yeah. A little credit for 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 doing pretty well with, with Star Wars material. So. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. I have a little more to say about this later, but I 100% agree. All right, uh, we're on to my number six, I think. And uh, mm-hmm. this is... Uh, I'm trying. I have these two. I'm confused, or not confused, but I'm not sure. But anyway, I'll just go with it. Which Alex or whoever mentioned it, the dead Ewok. That was brutal. <laughs> Chug a lug. Chug a lug. Chug a chuck. Uh, Chug a chuck. 
That was sad. I mean, it wasn't as sad as the one in Return of the Jedi, but it was no. still pretty sad. And, uh, yeah, I didn't think they would do that in this movie. And when he got nailed by those rocks, <laughs> I was like, oh, shit, they ain't coming back from that. I was like, oh, well, maybe it's a TV movie. They couldn't edit, get a less scene, so he'll come back. And I was like, nope. Like Scott said, uh, he did his old Boromir death there. So, uh, and that was a pretty, I'm going to, some of these Ewoks are pretty messed up looking. And he was pretty, he didn't have a good face. I'm just going to throw that out there. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the dead Chuck luck whatever his name was, number six. Alex. Uh, my number six is, uh, I liked all the magic items. Everybody had a they they had a use for them. They came into play. It wasn't like, a, um, you know, that movie trope. If you if you see like something sharp, it's it's got to be used. Oh, the, an axe the, or sword. Yeah. The Chekhov's gun. Yeah, that's the one. Uh, so yeah, it's nice that all the items came into play. Even that stupid rock that Chirpa gave Mace. Come on, man, a rock. But yeah, everything turned out to be useful. Yeah. I remember that too, though. Like, oh, he, I know he gets a rock and he throws it away, and then it becomes useful. I, I did remember that. That was one of the few things. Wicked saves it, saves the day. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> By the way, are we in our sixes or our fives? Sixes. Okay. For yeah. some reason, I already talked about five things. I don't know how that's possible. All right. Scott? Mm-hmm. Six, five. Oh, yeah. So number six. Uh, so give give a a gripe here that I had. Um, you know, I think the one thing they really screwed up on, and and I get it was made for TV, and didn't have quite the budget, but right off the bat, there's Shetland ponies and goats and alpacas. And I guess the alpacas are supposed to be exotic. I don't know. Ferrets. And there's a ferret. <laughs> and there's owls, and there's horses. Come on now, and even the the kids. One of the kids actually references horses by name. Uh, yeah. Like none of this shit exists in this universe. Like the, I can well, see like the Shetland in, ponies. The brought them in. Shetland ponies, I can kind of see, but everything else, not so much. Uh, it, it's just they didn't yeah. need to be there. They didn't need to be there. Kind of took, I took think. Me out of it. I, I, sorry, I agree with you. If it wasn't for a TV movie, they would have done some fucking do backs or something, but they yeah. didn't do it. And... I mean, the whole, I guess the the wagon or the palanquin or whatever you'd call it that they put on that pony's back looked pretty cool. They can pile in a bunch of little kids, right? Or right, but like I said, like Jeff said, it should have been on like a do back or something like that. Yeah, what are you gonna do? But dubaks aren't. Uh... Yeah, they're not native to Endor. There you Stupid. go. Stupid. Yeah. <laughs> they're all packets. So there we go. <laughs> yeah. Even apparently, they are canon. Canon. Maybe this is how they came to Earth. Welcome to Earth. Yeah. I mean, the goats used for a joke too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. fucking butt hooked me. <laughs> fucking rope. superimposed me. By the way, in that thing, whatever you guys are calling it, uh, that seems like it would be nice, but the most uncomfortably hot situation you could possibly. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was yeah. calling it like the horse yurt. Yeah, oh, nice. There you go. They it must have been like cold, or at least they played it as like being maybe between like winter and fall. No, because all right, I, I 
as an honorable mention, I my note says uh, kid was always sweaty. So the, the <laughs> well, that's a serious problem. The, that the boy, like, every time you saw him, he looked like he was like getting malaria or something like that. Just always this cold sweat on his face. Uh, Mace Tawaini has hyperhidrosis. Okay, it's in his bio. It could be. <laughs> yeah, I suppose it's possible. Making fun of a kid with a condition? Come on, Scott. You're better than that. <laughs> they should have shipped him to Tatooine so they could farm his moisture. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> True. Yeah, that's a good gig. <laughs> Luke Skywalker's got some pump up to, just hooked up to him. That's funny. All right, um, my number five is, um, I think Alex already mentioned it, it's Mace in the Water. Uh, that was messed up. Mace uh, in the Water. <laughs> and Ewoks in the Sky. Uh, is it Mace or Maze, by the way? Yeah, it's Mace. He's the first Mace in Star Wars. So it's before Mace Windu? Okay. All right. Well, I mean, not technically, but well, in the no, movie release. You, go, like, you yes. saw a timeline. Yeah. The timeline. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, everything we said is messed up. It was a cool special effect, and I remembered it, and it also reminded me of Lord of the Rings with the dead marshes and, and Frodo falling in. So, Cool scene. I liked it. Alex, number five. My number five, and I was surprised when I saw this, and then I kept looking out for it uh, after I noticed it, but there's some face articulation. The technology must have... Uh, they must have been testing it or something for... For them to be able to get it on, on, on this movie, maybe it wasn't on all the Ewoks, but some of them had actually like pretty decent face articulation. Saw a couple eye blinks here and there on the masks and stuff. It was pretty cool. I was surprised by that. There were eye blinks. Yeah, you didn't see, you didn't notice. No, and I know they add that to the special edition of Return of the Jedi, and it bugs me. But I don't oh really... no, this was like really like, you know. They had like like leather or plastic, but something faux leather, and you can see the blinks like every once in a while. Nice. Yeah, just like a few had years. a couple like when he was turning his head and stuff. It's like what and being confused. Yeah, it wasn't too far out from like I don't know Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. I mean timeline, so uh, I got right. So the yeah. tech wasn't as as good, but. Not that the Teenage Mutant Turtles were gonna in the sewers of Endor, and they were gonna. <laughs> yeah, well, they could have been. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Master Splinter in that movie almost looks like a deformed Ewok. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right, Scott. All right, um, number, five. number five is. Uh, <laughs> I think it's surprisingly good job. With with all the Ewoks and and all the emoting, um, getting getting the story and emotion across, um, considering uh, that they yeah there's there's almost no English in, until mid and way through the, the movie, um, and even then it's only a word or two, but in between all that like you get these these little, I guess literally tribes of Ewoks, um, clans of Ewoks, um, that are just kind of yub nubbing it up. <laughs> and, and 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 by the way, Yep, yep gets nub, set. Nub, nub, nub. Yep, yep, gets nub, set a yep, lot. Yep, this nub, nub. Uh, yep. <laughs> yep. Know your audience. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> they, uh, yeah. Hey, screw you, Lucas, for writing that song out of the original trilogy. Yeah. Fucker. <laughs> Anyways, they yeah they they get surprisingly amount of uh, again of uh, of story and um. Emotion and everything else going on, sitting there in these like teddy bear costumes, basically, uh, 
you know, and and again, given the fact that this is, you know, didn't go straight to the, to theaters, uh, they they did a really really good job with this. They did. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think some of them looked a little like wonky. A little, I, I wouldn't want to run into it. Like that's a terrifying looking teddy bear, but um, for the most part. Yep. No. Well, not every Ewok is adorable. Yeah, I know. Chugaloo. <laughs> okay. Uh, we're on to my number four, right? Yes. All right. And I liked... Okay, as a kid, I thought Maze was basically Luke Skywalker. As a kid. I didn't know. I was, I was, I was very bright. <laughs> and uh, as I was watching this again, obviously I knew it wasn't him. But he's damn sure whiny like Luke, and I like that. They bring it back. All your all the heroes need to be whiny, and and he was mm-hmm. he definitely yeah, living up. He's basically Luke's haircut too. Yeah, Luke's yeah. haircut, Luke's costume. That's what, I mean. As a kid, I can't be. Con- Come on, it was Luke Skywalker. Probably had a part time job at Tashi Station. Yeah, picking up power converters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway, I like the fact that he was kind of little boy Luke, and he even was whiny just like him. Like, why can't, why do I have a rock? So, there it is. Mace like Luke. Although, in my notes, it says, whiny like like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank been, you, auto, autocorrect. Could have been whiny Luke Luke. <laughs> it could have been whiny Luke Luke. All right, Alex, number four. My number four is, I like that they show a bit more of the Ewok customs. To show more of the Ewok village, well, I mean, it's called the, the you know the Ewok adventure, of course, but it was cool, like getting a little bit more backstory and how their you know their tribal life is and whatnot. The ceremony of giving out all the uh, different magical items, Chief Chirpa, it's very solemn, very uh, tastefully done, respectful of the Ewok culture. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I thought that stuff was neat. Yeah. Plus, uh, uh, to Scott's point, that these uh, these actors had little to work with. Uh, they're just like, you know, in bear costumes. But when, uh, what was it? Wicket's, uh, br- like his older brother and son, and he has his wife, and they're contemplating going on this journey to save these strangers that they don't know. It, it was like a, a nice, tender moment. I teared up a bit. It was. It was very uh, Willow-esque. Yeah, and he had to leave his little baby, little baby Ewok. Is that the same one that like covers his eyes when C three PO is flying? <laughs> I thought it was. Yeah, I think it looked so like it. Yeah. <laughs> if there's anything, it was the same puppet or same. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, mm-hmm. Scott, number four. All right, number four is. I, I think my notes off here. I put the candle as a wisp. Uh, yeah, but the. So I, w- I was a little confused by this, but I I I thought. Of all the magic items or whatever, that this was the the coolest thing, the ever burning candle. But it turns out to be like a wisp factory. I'm not quite sure what happened. Wisp factory. <laughs> but yeah, but how it it caused all the little Tinkerbells uh, <laughs> to to show up, and uh, then they all eventually go inside the candle. Uh, that was like some cool. I don't know, even though it's Star Wars, it was some cool fantasy going back to the whole Lord of the Rings thing. Um, although there's there's really no analog here, um, it's mo- mostly original to this, I guess. Uh, I mean, Legolas is a fairy. <laughs> yeah. Hey, oh, <laughs> get them up. So, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I just I just like the idea of, of 
the wisps and being attracted to the candle. Uh, and then eventually they get Tinkerbell to go along with them. I do not remember how to pronounce Tinkerbell's name. Like, whatever. It was like... Uh, is, is Tarius or something like that? Is Arena? Is Arena? Yeah, is Arena. Yeah, is Arena yeah. or something like that. Is Arena. Yeah. Thank you. That's the one. Uh, so, yeah. yeah she I, saves the day. I like the candle. But yeah, I was thinking about that later. Like, two or three of those things could have fucked up the Gorax. Permanently. Yeah. Yep. A giant Gorax. A giant Gorax, sorry. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have a little bit more about to say this later about this later. But when she stand, when Sindel's like staring at the candle, and like right before that scene happens, she's like, "This sure is a great candle," or something <laughs> like. That. Yeah. You're right about that. Oh, you got the George Lucas writing right there, but <laughs> oh, this sure is a great candle. Yippee! Yeah. All right. Uh, I think we're on to my number three. Yeah. And I have the oh well, my notes say kids are food actors. I think I meant the kids are good actors. Um, craft, I liked them. Craft in service. Yeah, you were right the first time. <laughs> the Ewoks would have ate them. They're they eat humans. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought they were. Like, they did a serviceable. I think Scott said serviceable job. Like they're at first, I was like, oh, this is going to be rough. The first couple scenes, and either I got used to it, or they got better, or whatever. And yeah, I I have no problems with it. Like like I said. Better than Jake Lloyd. I still don't know if it's Jake Lloyd's fault or George Lucas's fault. But um, in this scene, they could have done a lot worse. And for a TV movie, and the girl, I mean, I don't even know how old she is. She must be like four or five years old. It is <laughs> four years yeah, old. Geez. Yeah, Yeah, she is really young. So if they get her to do anything like that, it was amazing. And Mace was, yeah, it was pretty cool. So... Uh, yeah, I definitely like the the way they were doing. I said his little whininess and the fact that he looked like Luke Skywalker helped a lot. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's my number three, Alex. My number three is uh, the Shelob fight. <laughs> it was out of a mention. Yeah. It was cool. It it uh, reminded me a lot. The webs, at least, reminded me a lot of Kroll and the Crystal Spider scene. That that was the other thing. I was I I kept thinking of Kroll this too. Like yeah. the the giant Gorax. Oh, I'll, I'll see more about that in a minute. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that spider looked great. Jeebus, I can't. Uh, was it like stop mode, part stop motion, part like big puppet and stuff? And they, it looked like this. Uh, they filmed it in such a way that you couldn't tell, you know, too much that it was like a puppet. At least, you know, I don't know how it looked like pretty articulate. His head was moving left and right and stuff, and his arms were like, look, it was it was creeping me out. But they did a good job. I agree. I know you guys. Most of the, most of the editing and stuff, it's a little wonky. But on this scene, I think it was done really well. Mm-hmm. I did. I didn't like that the web wasn't sticky. But other than that, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Well, it's not a very good spot. It's like a sideways ladder. Like, yeah. yeah, there you go. There it is. Um, yeah, it was pretty good. Like there, the, you, you could tell it's a little bit. It's a TV movie from the eighties, but I, yeah. Better than anything except Shelob, I would say. Yeah. Uh, that was a very weird statement. <laughs> <laughs> Better than Shelob, I would say. What are you? <laughs> All right. Scott, number three. Number three. Uh, <laughs> it's a Star Wars movie, so we can talk about the score. Um, and this is this is really good score for a TV movie. Uh, and not, not just TV movie, but like any movie, really. 
Um, you know, you, I think it was uh, the Tangerine Dream that did the score for this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it uh, you know it has definitely has the notes of Star Wars, um, and it actually does use um, some of the Star Wars themes at, at points. Uh, but you know, otherwise, it's mostly original music. And you know, if if you know if you weren't paying that close attention, you'd almost never know that the whole thing wasn't John Williams. Uh, you know, it's still, mm-hmm. you know, when I started paying attention, I was like, okay, this isn't as good as John Williams, but that's, you know. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. got a, a good sound alike guy. Yeah, that's, that's not, that's not yeah. saying too much. And they did drop in some, something. Right, they did drop in some original. Well, right, uh, right. So, I mean, some, some, of it was, some of it was the John Williams score, but uh, yeah. for the most part, it was original, and yep. yeah, it was, it was, you know, again, not as good, but you know, still pretty pretty damn good considering that that it wasn't John Williams. Yep, I agree. I was mm-hmm. thinking the same thing. Honorable mention for me. All right, uh, my number two is. I mean, you guys have kind of stolen some of mine, so I'm gonna. I'm gonna use one of the ones you stole, but uh, <laughs> the Tinkerbell. I have Tink. I liked that whole <laughs> sequence. Of Tink showing up and the, the first one, and then the more and the more, and it's just pretty cool. I just it looked good. That, like the special effects, I think they definitely hold up. Yeah, um, it's just a little spat. I, I think it looks better than Julia Roberts and Hook. I'll give you that much. <laughs> uh, America's like... sweetheart, Julia Roberts. <laughs> so, I was doing some research, like what the, what their names were, because I was trying to find out the name and. I wrote down Azarina, but I don't know if I'm... We said that name, but I don't know if that's the right way. I don't... Anyway, they're called... Oh, shit. Titties. Titties. Freudian slip day. Titties? Or I don't know. Something like that. But they're in some of the video games. If you play some of the Battlefront games or something, apparently if you're in the Ewok, you go to certain parts, and they'll come out of the ground, and they'll fly around and everything. I thought it was pretty cool. And they go, hey, listen... <laughs> yeah, Listen. yeah, they're all over Zelda. <laughs> uh, I, that was pretty cool, I, and I did not. That was one thing I did not remember at all from the movie, and I really enjoyed it. And I thought it was one of the better, not the special best special effect, but one of them. So yeah, the the, the titties from Ewok movie. I don't, <laughs> I'm gonna look up what there were a lot was. of titties in this movie. <laughs> yeah, um, they right, turned to one little titty. Alex number two. Uh, my number two, if you listen to this podcast for an extended period of time, you know I'm a sucker for animation. And the, the stop motion in this movie is top notch. I don't know. I don't remember seeing. Uh, no, Ray Harryhausen was retired by now, right? No, I don't think so. No idea. Oh, I got to look for his name in the credits because this was good. Like that rat, it, it, again, from Willow, the thing reminded me of the rat dogs. From Willow, but it was gigantic. It's R-O-U-S. Yeah, in R-O-U-S. <laughs> but it was awesome. I mean, some of the stuff was stop motion, but it looked really good when they switched over to the puppet and stuff. Again, they did editing really well when it came to, like, the monster creature effects and uh, the the scary, like, action sequences and stuff. I really enjoyed it. And even when, spoiler alert, when giant uh, predator monster goes down the cliff, oh, that looked awesome. It's like yeah, you could you could tell it was stop motion, but damn, it was so fluid. Him bouncing off the rocks and stuff. 
I mean, yeah, we compare that to like uh, like a RoboCop. I was gonna say it's better yeah. than Dick Jones or <laughs> I, old, old Iron, Iron Butt. Butt. Old Iron Butt. <laughs> or uh, well, I forgot the name of the Kali Ma character from Temple of Doom. Okay. When he yeah. falls <laughs> off the bridge into the Gators. Mula Mula Ram. Mula Ram. Yeah, Mula Ram. I'm supposed to do. Stop myself. He doesn't fall down. He just gets his head chopped off. Yeah. Well, he technically falls after his, after his head gets cut off. <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. fair enough. Yeah, part of him does. His Most head does. does. <laughs> then his head gets... Uh, never mind. There we go. Different movie. Not for kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, are we done? Because I looked up. They're not called titties. For some <laughs> oh. <laughs> for some reason, they're not yeah. called titties. They're called wisties. Okay. Yeah, there it is. W i s t i e s, also called fire folk, flutter, flutter glows, or fire sprites. Okay, um, and they were sentient species. But okay, of the native and are native to the forest moon, forest moon of Indoor. Now, mm-hmm. I've always wondered this. I'm gonna see if you guys know the answer. Yeah, right. Is Indoor a planet, and they're on the forest moon of Indoor? Or is Indoor itself the forest moon? See what I'm saying? Mm. Oh, that is that's a tough yeah. question. I always, always thought that the moon was named Indoor. Yeah, same. Yeah. And I always did too, and it is. I look, if you click on the Wikipedia, thank you very much. Uh, Indoor, also known as the forest moon of Indoor or the sanctuary moon, was a small forested moon orbiting the giant... Wait. God damn it. Endor, also known as the forest moon of Endor and the sanctuary moon, was a small forested moon orbiting the the giant gas planet of Endor. (laughs) That's like so everything is just Endor. Endor. Yeah, Yeah. so nobody knows. Desert moon of Endor. This is the ice moon of Endor, and this is the forest moon of Endor. I guess yeah. I guess if there's other moons, yeah, one of them's like the ice moon. Yeah, yeah. It makes sense. It makes sense that one of them be called the forest because like you don't go around saying like. Like, I get, do they do that in Star Wars? Or like, this is the desert planet of Tatooine. This is the water planet of wherever the fuck they go to get the clones. Camino, Camino, yeah, yeah. Well, they say like systems, like the Hoth system. Like the Hoth, Hoth is not a planet; it's the Hoth system. <laughs> Hoth is not a planet; he's a man. Yeah. This is the safe system. This is no the super knows. safe Alderhead. <laughs> yeah. <Super safe. laughs> Nothing can possibly go wrong. So this didn't help at all. Indoor <laughs> is either a moon of Indoor or itself is a m- Indoor. Ah, whatever. It's like I. It's Groot. I am Groot. There you go. I am Groot. Oh, so next time uh, we go out to a strip club at a bachelor party, are we going to say, "Show me your twist, your wisties"? <laughs> sure. Okay. <laughs> Get right on that. <laughs> as long as she doesn't show me her Wookie. Whoa! Hey, anyway, my um, I don't know what, whose turn it is. <laughs> hey, then. Uh, uh, Scott's number two. My number two, okay. Uh, finally getting back around to the giant Gorax. Mm-hmm. Uh, used used to, to great effect here, I thought. Because um, you, 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 you know, they, they do break the convention of the, oh, the monster's scariest when you don't see what it is right away, you know? This case, though, you do see it at the very beginning, but it's still mostly in shadow. It's only there briefly, 
And then you eventually, spoilers, find out that this thing has captured the, the kid's parents. Um, but then you actually see it. And the, just the, I think the whole thing is very effective. Um, I mean, the kind of the, the, the fight running around with it were maybe a little too long. But, um, otherwise, yeah, just very, I don't know, uh, uh, intimidating. Yeah, intimidating. Yeah. Uh, without actually saying anything. It's just this, this monstrous physical presence. Um, they, they do a, a good job with the, I, I'm going to go ahead and call it force perspective, but it's nothing that <laughs> quite that advanced. Wait, you use the force? This is a lot of editing and camera angles, yeah. um, and people, um, standing in front of, uh, screens. Mm-hmm. Um, like the old school way though, not green screens, but just in front of like, I don't know, projectors. Uh, yeah. And yeah, the, the whole thing works. Um, you know, he's still an, an effective villain at the same time. Um, even though his motivations are pretty simple, uh, capturing yeah, evenings. Yeah, it doesn't, they never, they never really make it quite clear, like, what, what he wants to do with them or why he has a fortress. <laughs> uh, mm. but he, oh, I like that. Giant Keeps it Gorex, you can't, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's you're giant, a giant Gorex, you don't live Gorex. in a small cabin. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, but again, I, I like the, the whole effect. Um, of, of him being giant and not just compared to the Ewoks because everything's giant compared to an Ewok but mm-hmm. like giant compared to the to like the human children as well yeah. or whatever the hell they call humans in, in Star Wars uh, Bantha Poodoo Poodoo yeah. That's the one. <laughs> I did like just speak at one one uh, line where or not line but moment when they they save the parents and they're running down those they're they finally get down the giant staircase, and that's when the parents realize, oh, we left our son up there. And they're like, no fucking way are we going back up those fucking stairs. We'll just yell out his name from down here. Yeah. I mean, those stairs, going up a regular flight of stairs is rough. Uh, yeah, I know. Giant stairs. Gonna save us. No. Gonna save the parents. All right, my number one, um, Alex was wrong <laughs> that the special effects were his the second greatest thing about this movie because they're my first favorite thing about uh, this movie. Yeah. You know, arguably. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Everyone praised J.J. Abrams for going back to special effects in The Force Awakens, and he did. I have to admit, a lot of that's good, but there's a lot of other you mean you mean practical movie. effects? Sorry, practical effects. Yeah, with that big. Butthole monster drinking water with Ben and <laughs> everything else that's going on. But I like this that little wolf guy. You got the, the giant we've been talking about, the Ewoks themselves. I just, I, yeah. I, the spiders, that was great. Everything was just. The magic. The, we keep saying magic. So I, I've been meaning to ask this, so the, the magic items I was going to say. Do they, are they just using the force? I think, I got to think that's what it is. They just well, don't, yeah, they if just you don't read know anything extended universe. Well, back before you know when it was still canon, yeah, yeah, they just didn't, everybody's force sensitive. Yep, they just didn't know. I mean, it totally makes sense that if if on this moon, this planet moon <laughs> of Endor, mm-hmm. that there, I don't know, I don't know how many Ewoks there are, but let's say there's like I don't know, twenty thousand Ewoks living on this planet, if not like. Like no, ten times it's that. In, they're indigenous to the, to oh, the got, forest. Like, if not, I was going to say, if not, like, ten to twenty times that, at least. <laughs> yeah. Like, 
it would stand to reason that one or two of them would be force sensitive, and those would be like their, you know, low gray and yeah, and, and that other guy, which which honestly, it should low gray should have just gone with them. Like it didn't make any sense to find like low grade two point like in the middle of the forest. Well, maybe that was his like uh, understudy, or yeah. was it his trainee? Yeah, maybe his padawan. Well, they did say they did say the low grade was super old, so I guess that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, but also to keep up with the Lord of the Rings thing, he should have shown up flying an eagle and landed somewhere, and mm-hmm. then yeah, Gandalf has arrived. Or at least Eagles. that Ewok uh, glider. Yeah, yeah, the glider that's, that's never seen again. Well, it crashed, didn't it? No, it's in Return of the Jedi later on, and they get shot down. Oh yeah, but yeah, I was gonna say if this happens post Return of the Jedi, and if you go by the Thrawn trilogy, whenever a dark. Uh, Jedi is killed, he leaves Dark Force, the essence, in his wake. And uh, that's what the cave was in Endor, in uh, Dagobah. Because yeah. Yoda killed the badass Jedi, or Dark Jedi, back in the day. And that's why he can hide there. And that's why the Emperor couldn't find him, because his good force was being masked by the bad force of the Jedi he killed. And then Leia, testing this theory, goes to Endor... Or she's going to meet somebody there in the orbit, and she feels this really weird sensation, and it's, they found out that's the exact location where the Death Star blew up, and that's the Emperor's essence is there. So, Yeesh. the Force is there, and probably should have made them like evil Ewoks, but it didn't. So my theory may may not work, but the Force is there. Well, they're all so. they're all basically hobbits. Like you can't really. That's true. Like they're they're not incorruptible, but like it's they're a lot harder to corrupt, like more than any other race. Yeah, why didn't we sneak? Why didn't we see Ewoks smoking weed though? <laughs> or farmer? Let's say I, I don't think there was there wasn't much agriculture going on. Yeah, yeah they maybe they just stormtroopers. Yeah, and weed and weed spice. That's what that's the, some of the old yub nub. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> yub nub. Find this yub nub in the forest. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh man, I'm gonna open up a weed store now and call it Yep Dub. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, special effects is my number one. Uh, Alex, my number one is Mace, Eric Walker. Uh, it does a tremendous job as a lead in this movie. Um, it, it's just even as a kid, uh, I identified as uh, with him and stuff. It's like, what? Why is he getting the short end of the stick? Everybody's underestimating this kid, and he really pulls it out in the end. He's got a good character arc. And man, I shed a tear when Chugalug died, and he was he died in Mace's arms. <sighs> that was, yeah, that was tough. That was a bit rough. And you know, what's Dude. even more bullshit is Mace gets the um, oh, the Hicks. Uh, Jesus Christ, what's the girl's name from Aliens? Newt. Yeah, he gets the Hicks Newt's uh, treatment in the Battle of Endor. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he just yeah, he just dies. He just dies a chump in the first like minute of that movie. So I vaguely so. remember in the, in the second one, yeah, like everybody dies except the sister, right? Yeah, yeah. That is fucked up. I was hoping I was, <laughs> yeah. I was really hoping I was misremembering that. So I was, I, that was the one thing I remembered because it was so fucking traumatic that mm-hmm. that that her whole family dies, but then like it didn't happen. So I'm like, oh, I must have been thinking of something else. Well, then she eats oatmeal with Wilfred Brimley, and it's all it's good. Yeah. But we'll have to do that next, because now that this one's so good, I, we might, maybe it's better than you remember. I'm not sure. I know, but, right? uh, It was traumatic, yeah. so I will say that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I like Eric Walker's performance in this. It's fantastic. 
It's my favorite part. All right, very good. Tough to disagree. Alex or Scott? Yeah. Okay. So my number one is the the narration. Um, you get you get Burl Ives, um, and it, and, and you know again this is this is very much not Star Wars, but you know it's it's not part of the main whatever over of, of Star Wars movies. Yeah, so uh, a Star Wars story. Hmm. A Star Wars story. Yeah, yeah. But I <laughs> I really like the narration here. Um, they, they, this goes back to how the Ewoks can't really talk. Um, so they fill in the gaps with, with the Burl Ives narration. And I, I think they, they surprisingly did uh, a good job of like not overdoing it. You know, it's that, that whole, you know, show don't tell thing, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they're, they're just, there were points and I get it because it's a kid's movie where they had to have some narration to explain what was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, on its own, the narration is fine. It's good, uh, but when you have Burl Ives doing it, um, you know it 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 just fits somehow. I don't I don't know really how to describe it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is that that very like unique voice? Um, it's very just easy to listen to him talk, and uh, you know as as he's describing what's going on, and, um, you know, g- yeah. given some exposition. Uh, yeah, it, it just it helped tie the whole movie together I thought yeah. and uh, like you know again I, I'm always very wary anytime there's like a movie starts off narration um, and you know it's even more so if it's going on in the middle of the movie but um, you know somehow they make it work here yeah. and I will say you need it because at the very beginning of the movie I was wondering if the copy we had just was missing subtitles because it was just Ewoks talking to each other right. in Ewokanese or whatever that they speak <laughs> And yeah, then he comes on and explains stuff. Like, okay, yeah. So yeah, no problem with it. Mm-hmm. And like I said, the voice was I. I thought it was like either the Frosty the Snowman, Richard no Spence. <laughs> yeah, the Frosty the Snowman <laughs> or the Rudolph movie. I knew it was a Christmas movie. I couldn't pinpoint it, but yeah, <laughs> a movie of Christ. I just it was one of the ones I watched as a kid. I just couldn't figure Guess out which Rudolph. one it was. Yeah. Um. So yeah. I agree with you, Scott. It's good. Very good. All right. I uh, think that's it. Uh, the, most of my honorable mentions were already talked about. Um, the talking Ewoks, I will say that was a little bit, a little weird. Just, But the way that you explained it, Alex, I kind of like that. Yeah. Um, I so, yeah, I, kept, I, yeah. So that was the only close to a real negative that I had. So and, since you explained it away, I don't have it on my list. So that's all I got. There you go. Any other honorable mentions or no? Uh, just just one. At one point, the the girl goes, "Where's mommy?" And then I I immediately <laughs> thought of Jeff, and I was like, "Screw you, Jeff!" <laughs> As I was watching this movie for me, Mama. So Where's I just wanted mama? to toss that out there. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's great. All right. Well, let's rate it as usual. We're going to rate this movie between one and seven. One being absolute garbage. Seven being perfection. And for me, it was just pr- pretty easy. That's a six. It's a solid six. Um, can't quite give it a seven. I mean, I, there's a million. The first three Star Wars movies obviously are better than Godfather. I can't. I'm not ridiculous. Going to put it there, but yeah. uh, I would put this over all the prequels and all the new shit. Definitely, you know, I don't like the new shit. So yeah, easy six for me. Alex. Uh, on the going strength, high. yeah. 
of this was they did a lot. This was a TV movie, and they did a lot with like the limited budget that they had with all the great um, costumes, stop motion animation, all the effects, all the the wisties and whatnot. It's fantastic. Yeah, I got to give it a six too. All right. Wow. I don't think any of us thought this was going to happen. All right, yeah, Scott. Seriously. Yeah. So so like like the other Star Wars stuff, I don't think I liked it as much as you guys did, but um, you. Yeah. Again, surprisingly good considering, and, and like what you said, Jeff, um, if you compare it to other Star Wars movies, um, I, I definitely got to give it a higher than average thing here. I, I did like that um, the stakes were smaller here, you know, which is very refreshing for a Star Wars movie. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean. No Death Star. <laughs> whoa. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, it, it was made for TV. Like, it's a made for TV movie that's better than some of the shit that was, you know. Billions of dollars are spent putting it in the theaters. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and give it a five. All right. Wow. Never would have thought this going <laughs> yeah, into this movie. Seriously. All right. Well, it's time for Alex Knows Sports. I'm Alex, and I love sports. Sports? Bull? So the NCAA, the... Uh, um, honk, honk. Yeah. Things are heating up, and Michigan State barely... Barely takes down Duke, sixty-seven to sixty-eight. It was a, 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 amazing. All right, Alex, you guys catch this game? Real, real quick, Alex. No. Uh, yeah. Pop quiz. All right. What What are the 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 mascots for both teams? Uh, the Michigan State, uh, the Michigan uh, Lakes okay. is one. Okay. And uh, the Duke, well, it, you know, it's a Duke, like the Duke of Royal, like royalty, like a crown. All right, I will accept it. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, and uh, Zion Williamson uh, had a hell of a run in the season. This is the last time he's he's the favorite to go number one on the NBA draft no, list. No relation. Yeah. <laughs> so it'll be a surprise if he doesn't, you know, get drafted, or if he wants to go back to, um, I don't know, return to Durham for his sophomore season. But who knows? So keep an eye out on this kid. Looks good. All right, I don't. I know nothing about basketball. I'm pretty sure your uh, mascots were wrong, but I don't know the real. <laughs> I don't really don't know the real answer. So. Also, I'm not sure about Durham thing either. But <laughs> hey, it's Alex. Well, it might be there. I forget. Yeah. It is. It is North Carolina. Duke is in North Carolina. So I love sports. And he doesn't Carolina care who knows. knows. That's true. It's time for Neem News. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was yeah. Okay, um, so we had a a, uh, a business meeting amongst the three of us, and mm-hmm. it, it got brought up that we had not talked about James Gunn. I could have sworn I, I'd mentioned this in the podcast, but um, I don't, I don't, don't think we much. did, but <laughs> even if I did, we're doing it again. Um, <laughs> it bears repeating that James Gunn is back in directing gal- Galaxians. <laughs> is back directing Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Uh, so he's Woo! been brought back. Um, you know, I think they everybody's really happy back. except for the douchebags that claimed faux outrage just to mm-hmm. take a jab at somebody who's leans left. I don't even know what James Gunn's thing is. Um, but, uh, yeah, he's back. Um, I think, yeah, again, everybody's happy. Uh, I, I think in part, you know, whether, whether it's the way that other people should have handled this. Um, James Gunn totally owned the whole thing. 
Like, as soon as this shit happened, he was like, okay, I'm going to step down. And then the whole way, never once did he blame Disney for anything. He, like, yeah. absolutely took, like, the, the high road on all this stuff. So it just made it that much easier when things had calmed down for everybody to be like, okay, let's just, let's just do this. You know, his, I don't, I barely remember what his original tweets were. Um, there, there were some jokes about that related to like pedophilia and something else. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which, which are, you know, in hindsight are not funny and they're, no. but they were just there for shock value. Um, which I guess you could say that about racist tweets and jokes too. So yeah. you can't really and argue the that. Thing is- but- he made these well before he made the Guardians. They they knew yeah, all this. Yeah, they made billions ago. of dollars off of him, and then when some people complained, they were, that was the part that pissed me off. Yeah, like, no, I think you're I think pissed or you're not. Don't be pissed. Yeah, no, absolutely. Disney was shitty about this, but I yeah, but I appreciate the way that, that James Gunn handled the whole situation. I agree. Mm-hmm. And you know, you know, again, he's he's back doing three. It was his script. <laughs> so you know, yeah. we'll we'll see what happens here. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed the first two. Uh, a lot, so yeah, I look forward to whenever the third one comes. But I don't know how they're going to make it because all the Guardians are dead. Spoilers. Uh, Rocket. Not Rocket. Rocket. New Rocket. roster, except for Rocket and Nebula. Yeah, yeah. Is she is Nebula an official Guardian? I don't know. Or like, what happened to the to the other guy too? I can't remember Who's his Drex? name. No. Um, I know you're talking about yeah. Uh, One of the Ravagers, Michael Rooks, uh, Fred Hanman, yeah, Ricker. Uh, He's around. He's hanging out with Valkyrie somewhere. Yeah, that's yeah, that's probably what's going to happen. And Hawkeye. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, we don't have time for the movie. You just hang out. Together. Um, so, so yeah, so excited about that. And I wasn't going to talk about this because you brought up Valkyrie. Um, spoilers. Uh, so for Endgame, uh, Marvel, Disney, whoever's doing the marketing, um, they've released like a poster for like every character and they, they they have some that are in color and some that are grayed out and the grayed are the the obviously the the snap characters or dead characters even mm-hmm. um and uh so they, they confirmed a couple things here so again spoilers if anybody doesn't want to know about uh um end game stuff um i don't turn away for a minute but uh <laughs> so they confirm the sister she, hers was grayed out. Um, Letitia Wright's character. Um, was Who's who? sister? Black Panther. Oh, okay. Cherie? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, spoiler, sorry. <laughs> but they had Valkyrie, who was in color. So she's still around. Like you said, Jeff. Um, so, yeah, they, they have a bunch of these... Um, so we'll, we'll, I think most there was one giant poster that was made for China, so I can't. I don't know how like <laughs> like canon it is. And also, you got to remember too that that uh, Marvel fucked with everybody for Infinity War. Because you remember yeah. the run up trailers, they showed the Hulk running down the the field, and that actually didn't happen. So they actually right. they actually pay them to animate that shit. <laughs> it just is a red hang. So you can't trust your eyes. You can't trust. Yeah, anything. you never know. Yeah, uh, th- and there's like a funny meme that came out of this too, which is the uh, the whole the gray, the grayed out ones. They they all have the the A from Avengers, like prominently featured in like Avenge the Fallen, and so people have like used that 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 logo over a bunch of other dead characters. 
You don't have to look very hard to, to find the memes. They're pretty funny. <laughs> um, so there's that. Um, I think we talked about this before because, you know, this, this is all Marvel today. Um, <laughs> the Black Widow movie should have started filming already. Um, so I think we talked about that before. So that should be part of phase. Are we in, we're in phase four now. Is that right? Yes. No idea. Yeah, I can't tell if, yeah. if Endgame's part of Phase 4 or ending Phase 3. Because Captain Marvel should be Phase 4? I don't know. I don't I know anymore. So. Don't At know. any rate, yeah, the, we should see a Black Widow movie within the next couple of years. Um, and then finally, one more bit of Marvel news is they're doing another, yet another uh, hero group team. I don't know what the, the genre would be or the, the term would be, but uh, the Eternals um, is supposedly in the works, and they've got Angelina Jolie as one of the leads. Uh, so I know nothing about this property. Like I did a quick like top line Wikipedia thing before the the show started, uh, but otherwise, yeah, I don't I don't know anything about this. Uh, but you know, again, <laughs> the. The floor and all these these Marvel properties is always at least entertaining for me anyway. So yeah, look forward to whatever thing they they churn out here in the next couple of years for that too. And uh, yeah, that's all I want to talk about. Alex, anything you want to mention? Uh, nope. All right, Jeff. Uh, just real quick, uh, Avengers Endgame is the end of Phase Three. Okay, thank you for checking that. All right. So I think Spider-Man Homecoming 2, whatever the hell that's called, is going to be the first one of Phase okay. 4. Um, news. Uh, no, other than just this is going to be, we you know, we got Game of Thrones coming this month. We got <laughs> Avengers <laughs> coming this month. It's too much, Jeff. Yeah. But I want it all. <laughs> I think we, so it's already, um, they've already said that the, the theatrical release for Endgame is going to be over three hours. Uh, yeah. To which I... Have jokingly said that's not long enough, um, but I'm but but then again I'm I'm already laughing uh, at at Jeff having to get up to go pee two or yeah, three times, at least twice, at least twice. Mm-hmm. I, I I vaguely remember you before the the podcast started. Jeff was talking about a scene uh, like all these old midnight showings of movies, and I I don't remember which one. It, maybe it's for Lord of the Rings or something like that. Maybe it was one of the newer Star Wars where Jeff had to get up like three or four times. And he would like sprint out of the theater because <laughs> he, he wanted to get yeah. back like as fast as he could. <laughs> oh, and we drank a lot before. It was Force Awakens, I know. We yeah. drank a lot beforehand. And yeah. I just, there was some yeah. pre-gaming for that one, yeah. Uh, so we, we got to do for this one. So, uh, but yeah, that's right here. April second. That's that's what the rumor. That's that's the rumor. Yeah, that they're coming yeah. out on Tuesday. All right. We gotta coordinate that because definitely one. We gotta see we gotta we gotta decide between RPX or reclining seats. Uh yeah, I'm kind of getting. It's Sophie's Sophie's choice. (laughs) These reclining seats are really nice. Yep, (laughs) it's already on the old lumbars. (laughs) They are. All I need is a catheter built in. (laughs) I'll be good. Well, you get the giant water bottle anyways. But yeah, the other news section is um, I'm falling behind on Gotham, goddammit, but I am going to finish it because I've watched it this far. <laughs> and I'm going to finish it and I've seen like, I think 
Dark Knight. I think Batman's going to show up in the last episode. I think. I hope. I swear. Anyway. Do it, doer. That's it. I, I just, I can't not finish it after going through this long. Like, come on. You got to finish your stories. I got to mm-hmm. finish my stories. <laughs> and I still stand by that it's not as bad as everyone says. It's still, it's still <laughs> it's, pretty bad. Jeff's, Jeff's recommendation for this is, it's not that bad. <laughs> It's yeah, it, it's got its issues, but there's some gems in there. Um, Jim Gordon, to be precise. Well, all right, that's all I got. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> I'm Jeff. I, for, I forgot, forgot how we signed <laughs> off. Yeah. Yep, dub everybody. This is Hans Shot yeah. First. We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast. April Fools! <laughs> Do we want to clap again? Uh, oh, sorry, Brian. I know we at least fooled him. He's not going to remember this. Yeah, I think I spoiled it for him this weekend, actually. I was drunk and I confessed oh, I cried. <laughs> I know. Oh, this uh, movie was a piece. <laughs> this movie was not very good. Although, <laughs> I will say, it may be better than Last Jedi. I <laughs> yeah, I, was, I, I can tell you I was less angry watching this than I was Last Jedi. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The story actually made sense at this one. So. As shitty as it was, it's simple, straightforward. You know what? Kids land on Endor, crash land, a guy kidnaps their parents, go rescue them. Done. That's it. I know everybody's motivation. So. Yeah. Except for the Gorax. What the fuck? I think the Gorax is still cool. My list is pretty much like true, except for... Good acting kids. Good acting kids. Awful. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the good acting kids. Um, the spider. Uh, the, great the, spider special effects. <laughs> See the strings dangling it down from the. Jeebus age. It's the, fucking uh, awful. And the, the stop motion animation. Uh, oh my gosh. The, uh, the emoting. <laughs> yeah. The emoting and all the yep nubs. God damn it. Oh god. Their mouths don't move at all. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I know. They don't. <laughs> There's no. Nothing. God damn it. At it was bugging the shit out of me. In Jedi, sometimes Warwick Davis's tongue came out of Wicket's mouth. Ugh. And this one, nothing. Yeah. It was brutal. But I, I'm i not even lying when I say it might be better than Last Jedi <laughs> and Solo. Let's just say this. If you haven't watched it in a long time, go back and watch it. It's better than the Star Wars special. Hey, or the, gets- sorry, the holiday special. Oh, yeah. By Landslide. Um yeah, just do yourself a favor. Check it out, but don't don't take our real values. I, it would probably be if we're gonna really rank it, uh, three, that four because the kids still like it. I was gonna ask. Ah, oh, it's not my friend to ask you in the main show. So did you watch it with the boys? Yeah, I did. They loved it. Yeah, yeah they thought see, it was really cool. They thought it was scary. The kids are kids are stupid. <laughs>
<laughs> and I, I really did love this as a kid. Like everything I said about that, I did love it as a yeah, kid too. Yeah, probably so. enjoyed it. Too. Yeah, yeah. The so the, the my number one. It was cool hearing Burl Ives, uh, gen- genuinely, but holy shit! Like in the middle when they start when he starts explaining them, handing out the magical items. I was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> this is so dumb." <laughs> we get it. <laughs> Stupid rock. Ugh. I mace. Ugh. Yeah, he was awful. Sorry, Eric Welker or whatever your name was. But... Eric Welker. Yeah. Yeah. you were doing your best. Yeah, not your fault, yeah. man. Not your fault, bro. Yeah. You're terrible, though. I'm sorry. And and the girl, I do stand by. She was really young. She was awful, but she was really young. So that's a hell of a fucking candle. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, the the one thing I, I so I didn't mention this because it would have been too like I've been too angry about it. But like they're on the forest moon of Endor, and they fucking spend half the movie going through deserts and like wasteland and. <laughs> It turned like it turned into crawl. Like if somebody brought it up, yeah, yeah. Like suddenly in the middle of a fucking desert and then wasteland. It didn't make any sense. Like even even when they were in the forest, it didn't look remotely the same as as it did in Return of the Jedi. Well, now see, maybe it was some of the radiation or the uh, backlash from the, the, st- uh, the star okay. exploding. Okay. Yeah. 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 And I I really did piss me off. The one thing that really did piss me off though was the animal thing. <laughs> I couldn't. <laughs> I had to have it on there. But anyways, no. So if I'm gonna, I was going to rate this uh, three. Cause on, on, I said the animal thing made me angry, but not really. Yeah, so I didn't walk away from this angry. So it gets a three for me. All right. So sorry for the trick, folks. But come on. It's it's all loving. loving uh, we're not sorry. Also, we're not sorry. Yeah, sorry, not sorry. sorry. Hashtag sorry, sorry, sorry not, not sorry. sorry. And we, I still recommend you watch it if you haven't watched it in a while. If you're a Star Wars fan, just to kind of. Yeah, if you have kids, you want to introduce them to Star Wars, kind of softball them in there. It's a it's a good start, I'd yeah. say. Yeah, and I honestly thought I would hate it a lot more when we came up with this idea, and we was watching it today. It did start out very bad. I was like, "Oh my god, they're just talking." It's like the, they're just talking in Wookiee, like the other thing. I was like, "Ugh," but then at least the kids showed up, and as bad yep, as they nub. were. Yeah. All right, April Fools! Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> have a good day. Don't get too mad.